I have a little secret for you. You are in the right place at the right time. Your soul knew exactly that you needed a moment to yourself to feel connected, to feel inspired, and you landed here. Welcome to the Taking Flight Podcast. I am Megan Holly, and I am your host. I am so happy and inspired every single episode to be here right there with you, going through these conversations with guests, or sometimes it's a solo jam where I dive into a story or a thought that has been brought into my heart to bring to the world, to the mic right here. I want you to be sure that you take a moment to really sink in to the space, to have something to take away from this podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a little you time because after all, you deserve it. I always remind people that you deserve to have the space and a place, which is taking flight right here, to debunk the things, the limiting beliefs that you have, to lift up the parts of you that know that there's more out there for you, and to just simply feel heard and seen. So here we go. Well, 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 welcome to, I love alliteration, the first episode of 2023, you guys. It is, oh my gosh, so exciting to think about a full year of podcasting because I started at the end of what, summer of last year, which was, you know, so cool, but now a whole year, 12 months ahead of fresh podcasting. And I have to tell you, I recorded this episode last week and I was super pumped about it. I was like ahead of the game on recording. I was even going to drop it a little early and maybe even possibly have two episodes this first week of the new year. And then today earlier, I was driving around. I had a really great day of just grounding myself into the freshness of the days ahead and had some time with my, some family members and a little bit of self-care appointments, things like that. And as I was driving, I just had this nudging feeling, you need to record this episode. The last one, nothing was wrong with the last one, but I was just thinking about the things that I was chatting about and I wanted to talk about them in a different light, I guess. I don't really know how to explain it because you have nothing to compare it to, but you'll just have to trust me that I'm going to feel even more fired up as I record this right now. And I'm here to just jump in with you all into the new year and feel realistic. Feel realistic. Because at this time of every single year for all of our existence, we have felt the pressure, the pressure of a turned page. The power of the overwhelming feeling of feeling like we have to do something, something must happen for me to really make this year a bang. Hmm. Interesting, right? And so this episode, although I am going to talk about some things that I do in, you know, in life, not necessarily are new and fresh for this year, and I'll get to that in a second, but just things that I feel have moved the needle forward in me feeling like mm, I'm having a more centered feeling within myself, that I feel like I have a better handle 
on the way I navigate life in general. And so I want to first and foremost remind you that if you are feeling the wrath of the new year, new me vibe that so many people put out there, this is your just little birdie reminding you that you can let it go, that it can fly, fly, fly away. You do not need to be a brand new version of yourself just because we are in a new year. You do not need to put pressure on yourself to feel Like if you didn't make a resolution, you don't have 20 goals, you don't feel any different than you did three days ago when it was a different calendar year, that you are any less. That unless you are gung-ho on something, then nothing will be different, nothing will feel good, And you sure as heck won't feel as though you are keeping up with the Joneses. And again, that is just not true. That's just not true. So many of the times the new year, new me thing is marketing, you know? And let me just have a quick disclaimer here. If you are somebody who does get fired up and feeling good every new year, and you do make some goals or changes or strides, That's beautiful. That is amazing. And this episode will still enlighten you, but I'm not going to be jamming down the throats of myself included or anyone. The idea that if we don't have some big lofty shifts, changes, goals, whatevers, that this year is going to stink, that it's going to be useless. It's going to be just like all the other ones. I'm not, I'm not going to proclaim that. I'm not going to get behind that. What I feel is important to me as we flip a page into a new calendar year is to hunker down and get clear on what was serving me from the last year and continue to build on that or just maintain it. And what is needing to shift, change, Or be left behind. Because then at that point, I can have a little bit of a fresh look at it and going, hmm, yeah, this doesn't really serve me anymore. I'm going to leave it behind. Or work to start letting it go. Because let's be honest, so many things that we need to shift from, change, whatever. It doesn't just happen because the clock struck midnight. We're not the pumpkin in Cinderella. And so, (laughs) although we might feel like it sometimes, um, it's just not, it's just not my way. It's not my vibe. It's not the way that I want to run my life and my days. And so this episode is going to shed some light on a few things that I keep at top of mind all the time, but definitely get a revised kind of refreshed version in the new year because it kind of helps me evaluate some, a few things that I'm going to be just sharing are things that I've done for a few years. Some are newer, but they're going to be things that I'm going to be doing. And then I'll, I'll check in on them as the months go on. I'll check in on a couple of them, especially if anybody joins along and does them with me, then really cool. We can do that, but they're not say like, hey, I'm going to go lose 20 pounds and I'm going to go to the gym every day. They are not that. And you will see that in just a moment here. 
they are more just the idea behind building a life that feels good. Last year, I heard many a times, girl, you're on fire. You are stepping into so much confidence. I feel like you are so bold. Like, where did this boldness come from? And my answer is, there is no real answer. Okay. And I said that on another episode, but the some answer that I can give you are some of the things I'm about to talk about. These are the things that ground me into myself, that make me feel in charge of my own feelings, my own life, and help me to always step in a direction that feels good. Maybe not always great, but good for the path that I want to take, if that makes sense. And so let's just jump into it. But I wanted to give that disclaimer first and foremost, to to leave that at the door. If you are still clinging on to shameful, unworthy feelings about yourself because you don't have big goals, you haven't picked a word of the year, you haven't, you don't feel any different or don't, you don't even want to feel different than you did five days ago, five weeks ago. You just keep doing you, okay? You just keep doing you and honoring what feels best for you. So here's what it makes me feel like I'm honoring the best in me. The first thing I have already started to do, and I'm really excited. This is something I do a few times throughout the year. And you might argue, okay, well, how does this make you feel better? Or how does it make you feel more bold? Or what does it really do for you? And I'll let you know. But the first thing is sinking into the space around me. I truly believe that the space around you can make you feel comforted and safe and grounded, or it can make you feel at ease. And if we take a look around us and feel into what really resonates with us, we might understand what that means for each of us, because it will be very vastly different for all people. But for me, that means having a space that feels good. That isn't overly cluttered, but also has some personality. And it feels good for me a couple times a year to revamp my house. And when I say that, disclaimer, I do not mean that I go and demolish the kitchen and redo it, or that I paint five rooms, or that I, you know, do any sort of major projects, although sometimes I do. But most of the time, like, Yesterday, I took down the holiday decor, and every time that I do that, I take it as an opportunity to look around the space in my house, especially like the living areas in my office, but usually also the bedroom. And I look around, and I'm like, "Mm, you know, that picture or that vase has been here or in that space for two years. And although I still love it, I just feel like if I moved it around or swapped something out, it will feel better. So I shop in my house. And so that means that maybe a photo or a plant or something, a lamp that was in our bedroom now makes its way into the living area. Or I swap out the ottoman that was in my office with the living room one. And so it's shopping in my house. I spend no money and I make the space just feel revamped, refreshed. So you don't have to do anything major, but I will tell you what, even if you're somebody who doesn't, I love decor. And if you follow me on my artist page, 
you would see that there are some sprinklings of me showing behind the scenes of maybe repainting something or whatever it is. But even if you don't, even if you're just somebody who's like, I just have some stuff in the house because yeah, like I don't want to have blank walls and no furniture. You don't really care past that. I still would argue that just taking a minute to shuffle a few things around, take a half hour to just pick up a couple things and move them onto a different space. You know, it's, it's easy, like pictures and vases or candles or something like that are very easy things because you can just shift them into another room and it's not, it's not a huge undertaking. Um, or even like throw a few different pillows on the couch, swap out rugs. I've done that, like moved area rugs from different parts of the house into different rooms. And I would argue that even if it's the smallest of changes, even if you're not somebody who really sees the value in the space around you, that you will feel a little bit refreshed, that it might excite you a little to walk into that room and go, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm so happy that I moved that photo into this room. It makes me smile whenever I see my kids' faces over here in a new space, right? So I'm challenging you to just do that. Just do it. And if you do, let me know, like share with me because I love to just to see people out there doing things that make them feel good. And I just love home decor. So even if it's like, oh, my house is, it's not all the aisles people. Oh, my house isn't that cute. Like, it's your home. And if it feels good to you, that's what feels good to you. But shop in your home. Take some time. It doesn't have to be hours on end or days or a whole weekend project. Just a little bit of time. With that, I also have plans coming in the next three months because, of course, this time of year for a lot of people, it's just a little more hibernating. Like, you know, we're kind of hunkered down a little bit more. Yes, we might still be doing things here and there, but it's just kind of that feeling of hunkering in. And so the next few months on top of that little shop in my house revamp of some of my spaces, I'm going to be taking closets and drawers apart and reorganizing. So maybe I will donate or, you know, reallot space for different things. I will reconfigure the things that are piled up or falling over because I didn't have time throughout the last handful of months or a year or however long that, you know, and the stuff is just kind of a little jumbled or whatever. So I'm going to, when I sit down with my planner, a lot, just a little bit of time. Maybe it's a Friday night. Maybe it's a, a Sunday afternoon, whatever it is, a lot, some time to declutter those spaces that we just tend to shove things in drawers, closets, cabinets, you name it. And so I do this every single year. I take a little bit of time and chip away at them slowly, but surely and get that feeling refreshed because it does a couple of things. It reminds you that, Hey, Material things don't matter. And if you're holding on to things that just you don't even use or you can donate things and know that it's going to a good home or repurpose something, maybe repaint something and reimagine it or you love it again differently than you did. And that's why it was in the closet because you kind of started to hate it, but now you don't. It reminds you that the simplest things in life can bring us joy. For one. For two, it also reminds us that There's always time to set aside to have a revised, refreshed, revitalized feeling about life. And that might seem very small and minute in the grand scheme of it, but I do believe it makes you feel better. 
they have that same cluttered space, cluttered mind. And I truly believe that. Now, my house is not always spotless. It definitely is not always spotless. It is not always free of clutter or a pile of laundry or whatever. But I often, like people will comment if they're ever on a Zoom call with me, like, is that background like your real house? Is that your real, where are you? Or is that a background? I'm like, no, that's the other side of my office behind me. And that, my office space, when it explodes, it explodes. But I do not let it stay long. I take time every day, even if it's five minutes to kind of put away the, the crazy or the explosion that happens on my desk or the project that happened on the floor. I take time to reassess that, put it away. And that's why people see behind me the the background that they see. It is my actual space. And it just makes me feel more creative. It makes me feel better when I walk in. I don't have to feel cluttered with feeling just bogged down by it. And there are days when it doesn't get done for days and days and weeks on end. And I'm like, ooh. But there's always the one space in my like very central vicinity that is I take the time regularly. I can't speak the same for all of it or the living room or (laughs) other spaces, but I do take that time. So being more mindful of stopping in the new year, stopping over the next few weeks, months, days, all the things to go, you know what, I'm going to set an alarm for five minutes and I'm going to put away as much as I can. And then I'm going to get back to what I was working on. It feels really good. And it's something again, that I've been doing for years and but I always have like a check-in with myself. Don't forget, we're going to keep this abreast. We're going to keep this a part of your routine. And it feels just dang good. So hopefully you'll shop your house with me and feel like you have a little bit of a sense of revitalization. And you can smile when you look at just the, the few little things that you refresh or feel like you could breathe a little easier when you know that that cabinet that you've just been shoving stuff in for... months and months and months because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really change anything. Once you clear it out, you just feel accomplished. I can't wait for you to feel that. I can't wait. The next thing for me is this is my year of feeling even more intentional. Last year, I worked really hard to start being more intentional with my time. And some seasons were easier than others. Some months were easier than others. But this year, I want to continue digging down that tunnel. I want to kind of keep moving into being more intentional in my life. And so my Living on Purpose episode, I talked a little bit about this in kind of small examples, but just small things that make me feel like my feet are right where they are when I am there with whatever it is that I'm doing or going through or the people I'm with. And I want to continue that. I was talking with Nathan, my husband, and we were talking about just being more intentional. For instance, we have an out-of-town wedding this coming weekend, and we are not wanting to feel like we're just throwing stuff together at the last second. So I told him I'm going to sit out our big duffel bag because we don't need a ton. Like we're going to the wedding. So that's our main thing is our wedding outfits and, um, you know, obviously a little bit of toiletries and, and whatnot, but obviously we want to bring a few extra comfy things for sleeping in because we'll be gone Friday night through Sunday. So it's not bare bones, but it's not, we don't need a ton. So I said, I'm going to put the bag out. And as we do laundry this week, I'm just going to start sticking, you know, like 
underwear and socks and things like that in there so that by the time we get to the end of the week, we're not just feeling like it's this big check mark that we have to get done. And it kind of maybe feels even a little bit fun because we're like, oh my gosh, like getting excited, getting intentional about showing up because I want to be present with him on the drive there, for instance, like putting on music, having fun and enjoying it. Not like, oh, I'm so burnt out. Like we just had and did so much in the last couple hours before we left. And now we're exhausted. Maybe we're even arguing because, you know, where's this and where's that, whatever. And so we started with that conversation on being more intentional, but I, we started then segueing into other ways of being more intentional in our life. And so things, for instance, such as when we're done with our day of whatever it is, a work day, a day of errands, we're going to do one small task before winding down. So, you know, he comes home and he, before he completely gets into comfy, crazy, like, sloth mode or wants to just binge on the couch or, you know, whatever it is, one thing, hey, the dishwasher was run earlier today. I'm going to unload it and move along the day. If there's a day where you're feeling more gung-ho about something, you do a couple things, fine. But if you do one small intentional thing a day, the stuff won't pile up as much because we've all been there when you're like, wow, where did all of these plates and bowls and spoons and cups and all of that come? We only have two people in this house and it feels sometimes daunting. So I can't even imagine for people who have multiple additional people. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me how fast it comes up. It just piles up. So if we all just kind of make a little room for ourselves to do that in a more tangible way, in a not overkill way, like I'm going to clean the house every day. Who's going to do that? Right. I'm going to deep clean every Sunday. Who's going to do that? But one small thing before you kick off your shoes or go to start running errands with the kids or whatever. So maybe it's not for you right after you get done with your work day, but maybe it's before you go to bed. I know some people won't go to bed with dishes in the sink. That's their one little thing. And it makes them feel a little bit more in control. Then yay, that's, that's an option. Find what it is for you. I'm just saying, just being more intentional in staying atop of things that stress us out can be so helpful. The other thing that I've been doing uh, recently, and it feels really good, is if it takes less than two minutes to do, just do it. So for instance, who doesn't have the bad habit of like taking your shoes off and leaving them right where you stepped out of them or taking off the clothes from the day and piling them on top of that bench or that basket of pillows? That's that's me. <laughs> or, you know, the corner on the floor, and just leaving it there until you're just so annoyed or it piles up over the days. And then you're like, oh, you have this conversation in your head, or at least I do. Uh, why can't I just keep up on laundry? Why can't I just take two more steps to get to the laundry you know, hamper shoot? We have a shoot, laundry shoot actually in our room, in our closet, which is so crazy because you don't see that very often anymore. That's not a good conversation to feel. So I have recently been starting the idea of, oh, I take these socks off. If it takes less than two minutes to walk to the other room, put them in the appropriate place, and then I can go about what I was doing. I'm going to do it. Instead of plopping my keys down 
anywhere and everywhere, I'm going to go put them on the hook that they're meant to be hanging on. Instead of leaving my dish on my desk, I'm going to put it where it needs to go, right? So these very quick 30 second, one minute type tasks, I'm going to be more intentional with them. I've been doing pretty good with it, but I want to get even more just habit, making it a habit so that it's just becomes my, the way of being. I'm not to say that it'll always be that I put away everything all the time. I'm just saying more times than not, if I become more mindful, more cognizant of what I'm doing, those, that one to two minutes is not going to change the trajectory of your day most of the time, you know? And so I don't know. I wanted to share that because I think those small bite-sized things are what make us all feel a little bit more in line with our higher self, our better version of ourselves, that we don't feel like these expectations are riding up so high, but we also don't feel like we have the awful conversations with ourselves and all that stuff. And so if you're looking for something to kind of gift to yourself or the people in your home or the people around you, then this could be a small way of doing it. Or you could even make it fun for the people in your, in your family, in your house to be able to kind of, Hey, let's do this together because then we have so much less stuff to take care of when it all boils over. Right. And it just feels good. So that is kind of the second thing of just living more intentionally within our space and then what and how we set up our days also, because then when you're being more mindful, it starts to overflow in a good way. It starts to overflow into other parts of our life where we stop and think, Hmm. When we're having a conversation and somebody asks you to do something because you've maybe been a little bit more mindful about how you spend your couple of minutes, this conversation might stop for a second and you go, this doesn't feel like something I want to take on right now. Or, you know what? I am not available that day anymore. So I'm going to say, you know, can we shift it to a different day, a different week, whatever? you might find that it starts to seep out in a great way, trickle out. I think that sounds more positive. Trickle out in a way that is so beautiful. So just living more intentionally in the space around us makes us feel good. It makes us feel more confident in ourselves, which then in our interactions with other people and the way that we go about our days, the way that we set ourselves up, it all kind of just continuously flows around, right? And so I wanted to share those two things. The next few things are not, well, two of them are newer to the things that I do to set myself up for feeling good. And then one is I've done it. It's just that this year I want to do it even more, even more intentionally, I guess. And so I wanted to share them with you. Now, this first one is not something that I can take credit for. I'm just sharing it because it's something that I'm going to implement into my, um, into my time, into my days. And I actually heard about it from Jay Shetty, who is like a motivational speaker. He does a lot of work out in the world and he had shared it, I think somewhere out in social media land and I had stumbled across it and I just loved it. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to start doing that. I need to figure out what vessel I'm going to use to do this, but um, you'll understand what that means in a second, I promise. But <laughs> so this 
is going to become a new little cornerstone of my week. And I'm excited about it. So basically, and I've talked about this before on the episode with Nathan and I, we talked about doing our gratitudes and, you know, keeping that a very high level forefront of our mind in our house, in our family on the regular basis. And so this is kind of a take on that, but I love that there's like this more even tangible portion of it. And so he, Jay had expressed this idea that he is doing for this year. I don't know if he did, he didn't give context and if he's done it before, or this is a new thing to him or not. I have no idea, but he was talking about a gratitude jar. So at the end of each week, and what I'm going to do personally is going to set an alarm for Sunday evenings at like 8, 8.30. So usually for the most part on a Sunday, I'm at home. I'm, you know, whatever, not doing much. Or if I am, the, the reminder will just be there to, hey, as soon as you wrap up your rest of your day, do this. And so um the gratitude jar is more tangible. So the idea is that you have a jar. I mean, it could be anything, a bucket, a bin, or whatever. You can make it whatever. You can have fun with it. You can design it. I don't know. I haven't decided what it's going in for me yet. I got to figure it out because what, 52 weeks, so 52 pieces of paper, and I'll probably just do it on a post-it or something. We'll see. I will share it on my social. So stay tuned. Um, And then each week you write down something. It could be the most minuscule. You could be in like the darkest week of your life, but you sit down and you find something that you can smile about. Somebody brought you lunch. Somebody sent you a text thinking about you. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be monumental or maybe some weeks it is huge. And it's something that you are celebrating that you finished a certification that you got a new job, whatever. So the theory is that you, you know, you're, you're every week, no matter what, sitting down with your thoughts and pulling something out. And you could do more if you want. If you didn't want to do just one a week, you could do more. Who's who's to stop you? Nobody. <laughs> but at least one a week. And so the idea is that you're sitting down and you're being intentional and you're pulling out the silver lining moments or celebrating the big booty moments that are just like you are so excited, proud, happy about. The other thing is that you're writing it down. It's like you're speaking out like, I am so dang happy about this. Keep it coming keep it coming life. And I think that's really cool. And then the third thing that's happening is that as you go throughout the weeks, I can imagine seeing the jar fill up, right? Even if you forgot what you wrote four weeks ago or the day that that you were looking at it, you forgot what you wrote five minutes ago. You just see it and you're going, gosh, there's so many more things loading up in there. It's like loading, loading, loading. And then ultimately at the end of the year, what I'm going to do is set aside Time. Now, I haven't done it the first couple of days yet because I just stumbled upon it. Um, I think it was yesterday. And so as I record this, it is January 3rd, but of 2023, isn't that wild? Okay. Um, it's not really that wild. The years just keep on coming, guys. And I'm going to set aside some time. So I'm going to put like literally put on my calendar and even probably a reminder on my phone to come up on a date at the end of the year to go through it. Make it a little ritual, a little ceremony. I don't know, maybe light some incense. I love incense. I'm not as much of a candle person. I love incense. Um, Whatever, and have fun with it. And I'm hoping Nathan will join me as well so that we could each have our own jar or maybe we just have one jar together. We'll see. And just think, 
just think about sitting down and going through all of them. The ones that you forgot, the ones that you could never forget, but it was so fun to read. Even the way that you write it might be kind of funny to look back on and just giggle or remember a moment or remember a person that was standing next to you when it happened or the person that made it happen. Just think about that. I just feel that so excited to to see how this feels, to see what it does for the soul. And so I really wanted to share it with you, to you, whatever you want to say, because I want others to do it alongside me. And I think it'll just be a really fun thing. And as you know, I talked about in my last podcast, my hype challenge starts pretty soon. And it is going to be a daily small step challenge. So something very small, attainable, actionable step a day for a small steps for a big year. And I think this is going to be like a great add-on. It's going to feel really good to also be doing this along this time frame and just see how life changes in a year because you are being more intentional on a daily basis because you are taking time to be grateful for the good things that happen in life, even in the hardest of times. And I'll challenge you, if you're sitting there and you're going, life just really is sucky and hard right now, even more better for you to do it because then, because then it's contagious to just start to see differently. You start to think differently when, when you do these kind of things, when you take a moment, you bow down and give a moment to the bright spots. So I hope you'll join me in that. The next thing is something that's also newer to me. I'm big on jotting down or journaling throughout my days, but this is a little bit of a different take on it. So something I'm working on doing and, and, and you heard it right, working. I'm not putting the force field around me saying it must be done on January 1st, because let me tell you, it was not done on January 1st. And will it be done today? Probably not either. I don't know. But just chipping away at a love letter to myself and to my business, I'm doing kind of like a a double, like to me and then to my business and writing a letter to my future self. And one part is going to be kind of separating out what I want to leave behind in the last few weeks, months, year. And the other part of it is going to be shouting to the rooftops the things that I'm excited about and the hopes that I have and the goals that I have and being just proud of the process, proud of the process and have no expectations in something being so just un ungodly, like this must happen or else, but more just like, I can't wait. I cannot wait for this and let's do this. And then same thing when I sit down with the gratitude jar, I'm going to have this love letter to read and it's going to be something that is super, I don't know. I feel like it'll be really poignant, at least for me, I believe. And with that, I really wanted to share something with you. And it's a little bit vulnerable because it's a writing that I wrote down in a random journal that I actually just found by, I don't even know, just by organizing when I was doing a little bit of shopping in the house and moving around a couple of boxes in the basement, I found it. And I don't know, like it just popped into my existence again. And so I want to show you the power of writing down the way that you're feeling. And this is kind of a vulnerable one because I wasn't feeling so great, but then I'll show you the shift in myself within the second entry. And I'll, I'll kind of explain as I go, 
But I just want to show you the power of when you write things down, how poignant it becomes and how much you see that you're either suffering or celebrating or wherever you are. And I think it makes it more real sometimes, gets it out of your head. And then I believe creates more movement for you a lot of times because you're going, well, I don't want to stay there. When I read this back, I was like, whoa, I'm so glad that I didn't stay there. What if I didn't write this? What if I wasn't thinking about it enough to shift? What, where would I have been? And so this first entry is from February 6th of 2014. So 2014. So goodness, just shy of nine years. That's insanity to me. Okay. So this first entry is from February 6th of 2000, 2014. <laughs> so goodness, almost nine years ago. How wild is that? But the me at this moment when I was writing this was not feeling good. I was not, and you'll see. So bear with me because this is like, it's vulnerable for me, but I, if my story can help anybody, then here we go. I've been thinking a lot lately, way too much. This whole nannying thing, I was nannying for a little bit of time as I was transitioning from my preschool time to my dance part of my career and photography as well. This whole nannying thing really is not good for my brain. I have too much quiet chatter for my liking. Lately, my thoughts are consumed with things like, am I good enough? Will I achieve my goals? And a real abundant and frequent thought is about leaving or taking a chance or doing something extremely new. I feel so strongly, I turn the page, <laughs> that something has to change that would both suit mine and Nathan's wants, needs, desires. I fear that with every day, time is ticking and we are not getting the chance to really live. I put that in quotations. Why are we here to work, eat, and die with a few mediocre or maybe even happy moments? I think him and I are both way too good for mediocrity. So I figure I need to figure out a way for us to prevail, to have more zest in our life. So then I kind of, I'm going to skip over this part because it's kind of totally a separate thought. But then I put, here's to a new, very exhausting day as it is 3.43 a.m. as I write this. And I have to leave the house by 7.30. Ugh, all in a day's work, dot, dot, dot. So what Megan way of writing. Then I flipped the page and I hadn't written in this journal until April again. So that was February. This was April. And the very first thing I say is, geez, with a lot of Z's, who wrote that last entry? Not a very happy Megan, that is for sure. I must say, as I write this, things are not perfect. Well, nothing really ever is, but we are really trying to get in a good spot with our financials and secure the jobs and career that we are wanting and feeling good about. What is amazing, however, is where we are mentally. And then I talk a little bit about just how feeling really good about us going through obstacles, overcoming them, both feeling a little bit more confident. And then I say, I cannot believe how much better I am feeling lately. The last month has really had me in an upswing, which is great because I couldn't quite break through or out of that deep hole I was in ever since I lived in the apartment. And in parentheses, I put the apartment that I lived at at the time because I know it gave me and it's still giving me a jog back to some very, very anxious times I was having. 
It was like I could see a glimmer of hope and then spiral back down. It seems now that I have become so determined to shine that even a day or week of being down and out can't hold me back. It may seem shallow, but some of this feeling is stemming from me taking my body and my health more seriously. Okay, that's not shallow. My health is not shallow. It's important. But for some reason, I was still struggling with that idea. And so then I don't want to bore you with reading every single word, but because then I go into the things that I was doing, some supplements, all this stuff that I was doing to help myself feel better in my body and just take some steps to help some of the things that were going on at that time. But can you see how different that was? And then I have to read this last little part. I leave this note with a smile, a sigh, and a quick stretch before laying down to rest. Thank you, universe, for giving me so much to be thankful for. I am truly blessed with a smiley face. Love, Megan. That's the power of writing. I don't know if I never wrote that excerpt in the February of 2014, if I would have still had the same transition between February and April. But what I do know is that I have that to look back on and remind myself the power of honoring what I feel, honoring what I'm thinking, what's happening in my life, doing something different if it doesn't feel good. And so this gratitude jar is just one little step of doing that. Being more mindful about the good things. So then the happy Megan (laughs) can stay afloat, even in the hard times, even when I don't want to, because I'm giving myself the space for that. The love letter can be a reminder of what I want to let go of, what is no longer serving me, but also on the flip side, remind me of the things that I'm excited for and I want to work for and I want to change even if it's the babiest, teeniest, tiniest of steps for that change. So I hope that opened up maybe a little bit of vulnerability for you to be more open with yourself, even if it's not in writing form, but I do feel like it's a powerful thing. It's a very powerful thing, whatever it might be. Having a conversation with somebody, just telling yourself, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, whatever it is. I hope it helps you to be more comfortable in feeling a little bit more vulnerable in your life's hardships, triumphs, and transitions. So the last thing is my planner sit-downs. So over the next couple of nights, before I really dive into going on this trip for the weekend, and then really going to be full force back into like just having all the things on my calendar and all the stuff. I am going to be sitting down and mapping out my year, essentially. And yes, my goal, your year, like even all the way to December, uh, kind of. I mean, the later on months, I'm not going to necessarily have, you know, set in stone exactly everything that's happening, but I'll still have an overview of some of my boundaries that I want to set. Is there some things that I want to at least make note of that I want to have, you know, a weekend where I have time for a friend's outing around, you know, the holidays is, you know, something like that. So yes, I do want to really kind of map it out. And for me, I really have to because of photography and things like that. I need to map out and balance out my portrait allotments and my branding work and my coaching program and all that stuff. I have to find 
the balance of having those all in there appropriately to serve my clients best, but also have time for my family, my friends, myself, all of it. And so this is my way of just sitting down and sketching out and getting my planner. There's stuff on my planner all the way through July right now, whether it's personal stuff or actually September because I've got a wedding and things like that. So there's stuff throughout all those months that I can already put down, get them on the calendar, make it look and feel good, know what I'm coming into for this new year. And so I'm going to be doing that. I've even got some cute stickers and things like that that I can do to make it even more fun and just intentional. This year, it's just intentional, intentional, intentional. I want to get to a space where I am just being more thoughtful in how I run my life. And this is part of it. So sitting down and a non-negotiable day off throughout the month or, you know, a day for friends, a day for date night, whatever. I'm going to put those all in there. And sure, if something needs to shift a little bit, cool, whatever. But for the most part, I'm going to be working to have my boundaries set. Hey, that Saturday does not work for me. I am going to be having time with family or it's a day where I'm doing a project. I'm It's a me time. And how about the next weekend? Here's three other dates that work for me. But if I don't set myself up like that, then I can't have those conversations as confidently because I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe, you know, I don't have anything set up for me to feel successful in that way. And so this is my reminder to you that you are, that you are in control of how you set up your days, of how you set up your weeks and your month and your year. You don't have to have everything, you know, hard wired to be, hey, if this is how I write it down, it must be that way always. But you can have some non-negotiables. You can have some goals. The planner that I have freaks me out a little bit, I'm not going to lie, because it has no dates in it. And it also, on top of it having, um, obviously, like the individual Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it has, each week has a goal, a main goal, priorities, notes, to-do lists for personal wins and all that. So it feels like it's not an overwhelming one at all. It's I've seen ones that have way too much and you're going, okay, I'm I'm out of here. I'm not using that. It feels too much. This one's like just enough, but the biggest kicker, it has no dates. So I have to sit down and really be intentional when filling it out. And that's why I want to go through the whole year and at least get the months and dates in over the next couple of days so that I can just have that part done and I'm not scrambling each month to do that. But all that to say is because I want to be so much more where I am present, what I am doing, setting myself up for having a life that feels good. I don't want to go back to that Megan in 2014 that wrote the first entry that feels like she cannot handle it, that she's not good enough, that she is bogged down, that she's not on the right path. I want to be the April Megan who was still doing a lot of shifting and I know exactly what happened that year and I know exactly where my career went that year. That's a whole other, I could do a whole career talk through if you wanted on a podcast and, and talk through all the different shifts that I had, the boldness that I had to do for some of it, the ego setting aside that I had to do for some of it, all of it. 
but I know where that year went. And I know that if I wouldn't have honored the thoughts, the feelings, the things that I needed, I would not have had the same trajectory. I would not have had the same moves in my career, in my financials, in all the things that shifted me to not feel like I was at the bottom of the barrel. And so for me, this planner sit down and then every month, this is something that I'm going to do. Actually, every week I already do it. I sit down at the beginning of the week. For me, that's Sunday. I believe Sunday is the beginning of setting myself up for the week. Every Sunday I sit down and I look at my planner for the week ahead. I allot myself the energies that I need to have. Ooh, this week is really heavy on being with people a lot more. I need to make sure that I build in some quiet times, whether it's just a little bit more time one day, one morning to get ready a little bit slower or to move a meeting if I need to. You know what? I overbooked myself. I need to see if that person can shift a couple of days later or the next week. But if I set myself up as good as possible and as the months go on, and that's why I was getting it, doing it a little bit more monthly, sitting down at the beginning of the month. That way you're not doing it two days before when you need to shift something or you overbooked yourself and you need to adjust. If you do it at the beginning of the month and something's three weeks later, it feels a little less urgent to say, hey, so-and-so, can, can we shift this or can we do this another day? You'll probably feel a lot more in control of what's coming up, how to serve and yourself, how to serve the people in your life, how to honor when you need more space. And so for me, I I have said not necessarily no a lot more in 2022, but hey, how about this in 2022, which has been a really, really good feeling. And I've loved it. And it was scary at first a couple of times to say, hey, I just don't have the capacity for this right now. I thought I was going to have it when we booked it originally, but I really need to adjust this. Can we do this next week? And oh my gosh, you don't even know how many times people would respond back with, I'm so glad you said that. I was just going to do it, but I'm also feeling like I am on the struggle bus. And isn't it cool when the honesty, kind honesty, constructive honesty, whatever, the situation and scenario are can open up the conversation for both parties. And I vow to be that person to have those conversations, to be bold enough to step into it, to say, hey, you know what? I was really not thinking when I did this. I was not thinking when I did this. But my hopes is that the more, the more, the more that I step into intentionally planning my time out, taking time to look at it as we go. You know, I've been the person and sometimes I'm still there in really crazy seasons that is just a living day by day because I'm going, it is too wild. It is too crazy. There is something happening every day and I just, I have to just live day by day. I want to at least live week by week, but my hope is living month by month this year. Um, because last year, the the days or the weeks, I should say, that got to, I'm just living day by day, felt a little too heavy and hard for me. It was too stressful. So I am vowing to be more intentional on that. I'm vowing to be more intentional in the conversations that I have with people to set myself up and give the boundaries of, hey, 
you know what? I really want to do that. I want to do that outing with you, or I want to go here, blah, 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 blah. But can we do it the week after? That would just feel so much better. And I'll be able to give more time and energy to you. I might even be able to spend an extra hour with you because I'm not cramming it in between all the other things. And so let's all be able to be more mindful. Let's all be empowered to take that back. Even if you don't have any goals or resolutions or vision boards or all that stuff that people make you feel bad for because you don't have it, which you don't have to have it. I do not have a vision board this year and I do not have like all this stuff written out. Yes, I'm going to do this love letter and my planner sit down and all that, but I don't have all the bells and whistles and whatever's. I'm just doing what feels good for me. You can feel good and whatever feels good for you. There's your permission. You don't need it. You don't need it from me or anybody, but there it is in case you did for this time, for this purpose, for this moment in time. (laughs) And so I really just wanted to share some of those little moments of the things that I'm doing throughout the year uh, and kind of reacquiring my attention right back to them at the beginning of this year, just to kind of get back to the ground zero, to feel really strong in my power to continue showing up boldly like everybody has reminded me that they've seen and I want to continue down that. I want to keep showing up boldly and feeling all the feelings, the good ones, the bad ones, the in-between ones. And the only way for me to do that is to make sure my space around me feels good, is to have some intentional changes in the way that I build my routine or the way that I take care of myself, my house, my space, my schedule. And then of course the the letter, the gratitude jar and the planner. So share with me anything that comes to mind um, that you do or that you're excited about doing, or maybe that you've been doing for years and it's been the key to you feeling grounded in yourself. Whatever it is, share it with me. I would love to hear it. You know that you can always reach out to me to to share any wins, to share any venting, all of that. My social medias are always connected in the show notes and I always love hearing from people. If you feel so excited to share this episode or, you know, think somebody else can benefit from it, please do so. I love, love, love having more and more people to be able to be a part of this beautiful community. And I just hope that this year is one of abundance, is one of kindness for yourself. It is one of feeling whatever it is that you need and honoring it. I don't care if it's the quietest year of your life or the most bold, boisterous year of your life or somewhere in the middle. If you check off huge boxes or the best thing that comes this year is that you were very mindful to the things that you needed and were quiet, or maybe just worked on some goals behind the scenes, whatever it is, run with it, do it, be it, engulf yourself in it. And we're going to be here to celebrate as the months go on. I will touch base back on what's happening with my gratitude jar and how I am doing with my non-negotiables. And I'll be honest, always, like I always am, I'm not doing so good in this part. I'm doing great in this part. I'm still working on these other areas. Whatever it is, I will be here sharing them along the way and having, you know, you guys along for the ride and hopefully hearing from you and all the, the trials and tribulations that are going on for you as well. So as always, remember to stand in your power. It is a new year. It is a fresh kind of slate for many people. And for others, it's just a literal tag on of the train track from the last year. No matter who you are, what you are, how you feel, 
just remember that you can stand in your power no matter the day, no matter the year, no matter the situation or where you are in your life, in your stage of of moving through this journey. Because I think there'll only be one more episode before this launches. My hyped 365-day simple small, simple steps to a big year is launching on January 15th. If you have not signed up yet, I will have the information in the show notes. You can go, you just pop in your email and then that's it. You're in and then you'll start getting all the information as it comes closer. And then as we go through it, it is going to be amazing to just see how really small little attainable steps a day can help you feel more in control of your life, can make you feel more grounded, can give you some accountability, maybe even a new friend because there's going to be a community where you can be a part of to just be along for the ride and do all of it alongside other people. So if that feels exciting to you at all, click on the link. There's more information and sign up and join me because I'd love to hang out with you more in another way, shape, and form. And so I hope to see you there. And Thank you for being here.